0: Let's be opening our Bibles to the book of Ephesians, chapter 3. How's everyone doing? Happy New Year. Well, I'm fired up this morning. So uh, this preaching every two or three weeks thing is going to be an interesting adjustment for me. They finally let me get to preach again, and so I'm super excited about our message uh, about being strengthened in Christ. And, uh, but I want to say a word about David and Nadia. It's so great to have you guys with us. Um, David, I've known him since he was two. Two, 1994, I believe, something like that. So he's uh, just such a, the whole family is dear friends of ours. Uh, his mother especially is a hero in the faith. Uh, to me, I believe she's actually an angel, uh, but very much like a mother to me, and uh, knew me when I was a, a young Christian in in Minneapolis, and I think pulled me out of the gutter a number of times. Uh, so very grateful to you, and it's just exciting to see young people uh, love God and believe in God and serve God all over the world. Amen. David and Nadia are serving in in. Uh, Ukraine now, they were in, uh, they're thinking about going to uh, Budapest, Hungary, maybe I shouldn't say that, I don't know, but leave that off the tape, Uh, but um, they are, uh, people are like, the tape, what's the tape? Anyways, leave that off the internet. Uh, They were in Australia, they were in Minneapolis serving the campus ministry, thank you for your influence on Grayson, Uh, he's having a great impact on all of us and so we're very grateful, and uh, then we're in Virginia as well. So anyways, all over the world, but to see little kids running around the church, right, Uh, like Rowan. Rowan someday is going to be a a missionary in, you know, Switzerland or something. Who knows, right? Isn't that exciting? We need to get a little more fired up, guys. This is exciting stuff, amen? This is God working. I mean, if you knew... David, when he was two, you would be glorifying God right now. He's a little punk, right, running around the fellowship. Um, So uh, uh, anyways, it's the new year. That's always an exciting time. Fresh starts, right? Very much about the grace of God and faith in God. When we have fresh starts, it's exciting to think ahead, to have vision. Um, And for New Year's, Christy and I, we usually hang out with people and go to parties whenever, but we decided to take a New Year's Eve just the two of us. And we had a romantic evening, and I made steaks, and it was all awesome. But part of our evening was looking back to 10 years ago, where was our life at? And it reminded us of how much God has done in 10 years. And we got pictures, and some of you got pictures. Hey, I saw this from 10 years ago. But uh, uh, it's not just the start of a new year, right? It's a new decade. I want you to think a little bit about where were you 10 years ago? What was your life like what has god done so i have a few pictures i want to share with you from my own family and then from a few from our church family that i think you'll find uh encouraging if you're visiting with us please bear with us i know this doesn't mean anything to you but uh, stick around for 10 years and you'll be uh you know on the next slideshow okay but uh how about that shot right our kids 10 years ago uh with caleb and connor They'll be sitting on that same couch today eating our food. It's just like they were back then. Anyways, uh, uh, this is uh, Jackson's soccer team 10 years ago. And that little guy on the bottom right is Chase. So uh, <laughs> that was the famous uh, soccer team that God worked through to bring the Bradels into our spiritual family. So that was, that's awesome. How about that shot? Jordan's first, fourth birthday with Giselle and Haley, isn't that cute, (laughs) cuteness just flying off that page, Um, and uh, so uh, 10 years ago in our church, we were about 25 members, and uh, this was our old building, and this was actually Easter, I believe. Because I think I went to the back and took a picture because it was actually full. Because uh, when we started in that building, it was like the first two rows. Remember that, you guys? It was like the first two rows. And we were like, oh, it's so empty in here. How could this ever fill up? And uh, that was Easter. So there's Mike Winholes handing out communion. Uh, it's interesting, these pictures 10 years ago, most of us were quite a bit thinner. Uh, look at Ned there, Kenny, uh, Terry, and Heather, Jeremy, and Tabby. And uh, wow, we're just uh, singing away. Isn't that cool? Uh, Chris Moose working on the building. Ten years ago, some things never change, just like Jesus, right? Jesus never changes. Chris Moose doesn't change. He had a little more hair, a little more hair. Where's Chris? He's with the kids. He's working. Uh, Anyways, and Caleb is inspired by his dad's work ethic. Uh, Ten years ago. How about that? Josh and Nicole became disciples 10 years ago. Right around this was like January or February or something, right? Uh, so that was exciting. Notice the hair, Josh. <laughs> Nicole looks exactly the same. And then uh, 10 years ago in the summer, the Rizzles got married. So I was in awe that, uh, um, and kind of scared uh, for Nicole. But uh, um, anyway, so yeah, there's Heather and Ned singing. Uh, And the Halversons moved to Eau Claire about 10 years ago as well. And so that's exciting. Look at all the little kids down there helping them move in. And um, well, that was from a little bit more than 10 years ago, maybe 20 years or so, I don't know. 21 years. So 20 years ago. So new decades, right? It's like 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And um, yeah, that's fun stuff. but what what about the next 10 years? What about the next 10 years? What are the pictures going to look like then? How about 20 years? How about 50 years? How about 100 years? How about five generations? You know, it's exciting to see the next generation of Grayson and David and Eli and these young people step up and our kids, you know, uh, walking by faith. That's exciting. But what about when they're, I thought about in 100 a, in a, in a years, like, uh, Jackson's going to be great-great-great-great-grandpa, you know, to someone. What about those kids, right? Well, they'll be dead, actually, but uh, um, all of us will be dead in 100 years, probably, we're assuming. Um, but what do we want to see in the next 10 years? How strong is our faith this morning? It really comes down, according to your faith, will it be done to you? Where's our faith at? What do we want? What do we see? How's God gonna work? We don't know. You know, when things go well, how was 2019? If it was a good year, we tend to be strengthened in our faith because we look back and we say, that could only be God. It could only be God. We can believe in even greater things, but if it hasn't gone the way we've wanted, what do we do then? What do we do then? Do we just stay discouraged? We can tend to lose heart, right? Uh, Well, I had dreams 10 years ago and none of them happened. And we can battle discouragement. The encouraging thing about this text that we're going to study this morning, Ephesians 3, 13 through 20, is the Apostle Paul, his journey is not going the way he planned. He is in chains. This is a prison epistle. He is stri- striving to spread the gospel all over, all over the world, but it's not going very well. Churches are struggling. He's being hated on. He's being arrested. He's being threatened with death. Etc. Uh, Etc. Et but what we see here with Paul in Ephesians, as well as Philippians and Colossians, that his strength, his faith, is not weakened through tribulation and trial. His faith actually is increased because he learns to draw strength from Jesus, strength from God. And that's the title of our message today: is strengthened in Christ. Ephesians chapter three. Verse thirteen. My goal is that you're going to walk out of here with a little extra pep in your step, not because you set a new New Year's resolution to lose weight, uh, but because God has strengthened your faith. Amen. God has. God has. You've seen in the scriptures, and by the power of the Spirit and His Word, you are going to have just a little bit more faith heading into the next year and decade, et cetera, et cetera. Ephesians chapter 3, we're going to learn, we're going to listen to Paul and learn from his faith. Ephesians 3, verse 13. This is one of my favorite sections of Scripture of all time. And so we're heading into the new year. We're going to focus on Jesus. The, year, the theme for the year is strengthened in Christ, strong in Christ. And we're going to preach through the Gospels. Isn't that exciting? Um, So this is like one of the one times in like a long time where I just get to preach from whatever text I want to preach, all right? And so this is one of my favorites. I hope it will be one of yours as well. Uh, It contains the theme for the year in it as well. Verse 13, therefore, I ask you not to lose heart at my tribulations on your behalf, for they are your glory. He's saying, listen, trials, trouble, tribulation, suffering, heartache, pain comes don't, hey, that all comes, that's called the life, right? That all comes to all of us. Now, various degrees and forms, of course, but it comes to all of us. The challenge is to not lose heart as a result of them. Are you with me there? To not grow discouraged. So what does Paul do? Verse 14, he says, he says actually, they are your glory, For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father. We got to go to prayer. We got to be a house of prayer. We got to go back to our roots. This church was built on being a house of prayer. I was looking back to the, looking back. We we also did a purge of the basement. Mercy, there is so much junk down there. But but one of the things I saw was all the letters written and all the the prayer mission teams from when the church was planted, in the specific prayers and to look back now at all so many of those have been answered far beyond what we could have asked or imagined is so faith building but we set out to be a house of prayer are we still are we still good question are you am i we've got to recommit to be in a house of prayer for this reason i bow my knees before the father from whom every family in heaven and earth derives its name that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in the inner man so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. Now, to Him who is able, to Him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think. Or another another version says, imagine according to the power, according to the power that is at work within us, to Him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever amen that means our generation and next generation and eight generations from now to him be the glory in the church amen Amen. strengthened in christ the power of jesus the power of jesus that that young man was willing to follow jesus and be baptized into christ with incredible potential cost and yet it didn't happen that she was inspired what a great story that's that's awesome Um, it's this, that's the same power that's in us. Boy, there's so much in this passage. Oh, mercy. How am I going to get... Let's just buckle in, okay? We're going we're gonna to have a lot of scriptures. Um, st- how to be strengthened in Christ. How do we, how do we not let tribulations uh, affect our heart so we lose heart by it? Number one is we have to be strengthened by the Spirit's power. Strengthened by the Spirit's power. Point number two is to be filled with Christ's love. And number three is to envision God's glory. Strengthened by the Spirit's power. Verse 16, Paul's prayer is that we would be, or that the Ephesian church would be strengthened with power through his Spirit in the inner man. So he's talking about an inner strength, an inner strength. So, not a losing heart, not a losing strength, but an increasing of strength. Uh, In the inner man, so internal strength. Amen? Inner woman, inner man, internal. What's your internal strength today? I don't know about you, but I could use a little more of it. All right? Strength. I want to talk about this word strengthen. It's krateao. It's a it's a, a lot, you can tell a lot about the, the, the word by these verb tenses. It's a passive, present, and imperative verb. What that means is it's something that is done to you. You're passive. The Spirit strengthens you. Like, so, well, I've tried to be strong, and I can't. Yeah, that's the point, because as humans, we can't strengthen ourselves. The Spirit strengthens us. We're passive. It's present, and it's an imperative verb, meaning this is a command to be strengthened okay means to strengthen to make strong to be made strong to increase in strength and to grow strong luke chapter 1 verse 80 about john the baptist said the child continued to grow and to become strong in spirit in chapter 2 verse 40 of luke says about jesus says the child continued to grow and become strong so these are active ongoing verbs to, to grow, to become stronger and stronger and stronger. That describes John the Baptist. It describes Jesus. It needs to describe you and I. Amen? 1 Corinthians 16, verse 13 says, Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. There's an expectation that the Apostle Paul has of his listener to stop being weak, to be strong in the lord ephesians six ten. finally be strong in the lord and in the strength of his might you can be strong say well you don't know what's happened to me no i don't know what happened to you and what's that got to do with it because god knows and he says be strong your strength can actually increase under trial in tribulation Paul says in 2 Timothy chapter 4, everyone's deserted me, everyone's abandoned me, but the Lord stood by me and gave me strength. Can I get a witness from the congregation today that God can give us strength? It's an expectation. You know, as humans, in our human nature, we're unable to be strong. Outwardly, 2 Corinthians four sixteen says, Says therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away. Can I get another witness from the congregation? The pictures from ten years ago show outward. I don't know about wasting away. It may be, you know, adding away or something. You know, but uh, 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 I also saw in my pictures. I saw a picture from from me when in 1990, 30 years ago, when I was a freshman in college, and I was studying. And uh, um, Carter goes, Dad, you know, uh, we're the same distance from 1990 as 2050. I'm like, man, I'm going to be 78 in 2050. Uh, If I keep growing, you know, I was a rail. I was about 130 pounds, I think, when I went to to college. Anyways, the kids were like, you ever heard of a weight room, Dad? You know, (laughs) thank you for your encouragement. Uh, We're outwardly wasting away, yet... Inwardly, we are being renewed day by day. Outwardly, we're wasting away. Inwardly, outside of Christ, we're also wasting away. Inwardly, outside of the Spirit, we're getting more and more sinful. We're getting more and more enslaved. We're getting weaker and weaker. We have less than... Does that make sense? But by the Spirit, we can be renewed day by day and become strong. Um... So, strengthen with Christ. What strengthens us? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's power. The word is dunamis. It's also uh, translated into the word miracle. So when Jesus said, I was not able to do many miracles there because of the lack of faith, another way to translate that was say, I wasn't able to do much power there because of their lack of faith. It wasn't their lack of, you know, goodness or morality. It was their lack of, faith their lack of conviction their lack of spirituality how much how much power are we going to see this year if we don't see much it's not because the spirit has a power problem it's because we lack faith um uh and then it, it the spirit is working within us the spirit's power is working inside of us um, so we can have strength. Verse 20 says, Now to him who is able, this is all under uh, strengthened by the Spirit's power, okay? To him, by the way, um, whenever we face obstacles that challenge the limits of our strength, we grow discouraged or we, we, weak, we weaken out or whatnot. And one of the commentaries reads says, Never measure our problems by our capacity to deal with them but by the capacity of the agent doing the work. What is the agent doing the work in our spiritual lives? It's the Holy Spirit. And so what capacity does the Holy Spirit have? You say, boy, I just don't know if I can overcome this temptation this year. I've been struggling with quite a while. So what you're saying is you don't think the Holy Spirit can overcome it? Oh, no, that's not what I'm saying. He can overcome it. I just can't. Who's really doing the work in you then? Is it you doing the spiritual work, or is the Spirit doing the work in you? See, when we struggle, this is what gets refined out of our faith. It's the it's the self reliance. Does that make sense? So, what can the Holy Spirit do in and through you this year, in the next decade, etc., etc.? He's working within. And then, verse twenty. I love this. Now, to Him who is able, to Him who is able. God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. He is able, so therefore, because the Spirit's in me, I am able, and we are able. Do you have this kind of attitude when it comes thinking about the future? Or are you filled with doubt? And I don't know, I don't, I don't know if I want to try for that. I don't know if I'm able. Da, 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 da. It's, it's not about you. It's about God who is able Amen? The Bible gives us a few things of what the, God is able to do in us. Uh, Romans 7 and 8 teaches us that we are able to overcome our flesh. We can overcome the temptations of the flesh. Romans 7 ends with, what a wretched man I am, but I'm rescued by Christ. Romans 8 starts with, therefore I have no condemnation in Christ. But then Romans 8 ends with, and so the, we are more than conquerors in Christ, more than it's more than a conquer. It means we overwhelmingly conquer our flesh. So when you're faced with a fleshly temptation, if you're faced with with self-control issues or anger issues or lust issues or whatever issues your flesh presents itself, listen. You can overwhelmingly conquer that by the power of Christ. You are able. Don't let Satan tell you you're not able. Don't listen to that voice. It's a stinky voice. Get that voice behind you. Listen to the voice of God. Put that on the tape, okay? Smelly. You're wretched. What does it look like to overwhelmingly conquer your flesh this year? Ask and imagine and believe it. Secondly, we're able to share our faith. I don't know about you, but I, for so many years, I, I was just so afraid to share my faith. Oh, I want to look weird, I want to be a religious freak, and I want to be called a Bible banger, all this kind of weird weirdness stuff, right? And it says in Acts chapter one that the apostles received power from on high, to witness. Can we please not make this all about us as a church? uh it's fine to self-improve i think the spirit improves ourselves but it's not for our own self-interest it's for the to to witness we're able to share our faith acts 1 8 but you receive power and the holy spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses jerusalem judea samaria even the remotest part of the earth how about our vision as a church is it just about us or we want to plant churches? Do we want to multiply to plant a church in Chippewa Falls, in Menominee, and La Crosse, in Wausau, and strengthen churches in Duluth, in Sioux Falls, in Fargo? What are we going to do? Are we just going to sit around and have this be about us, or are we going to take the steps needed to multiply? We're talking about that Wednesday night because there's some clear steps in front of us. Come with your faith high on Wednesday to hear about that. Amen. Amen. Um. With great power of chapter 4, verse 33, the apostles were giving testimony to the resurrection. The Spirit's power had come upon them. And number three, what what are we able? We're able to overcome the flesh. We're able to testify to Jesus. And number three, we're able to complete our spiritual assignments. Every one of us has a spiritual assignment. You have a gift, you have a talent that's been given to you, not so you can feel better about yourself, but so that you can build up the body of Christ. How how, how did we feel in our worship of God as we listened to Jake, Heather, and Lilia use their talents to glorify God? I was moved to tears. I was just like, whoa, that is some amazing singing talent right there going on. And Jake can play too. (laughs) But what a beautiful song sung by Lilia. Uh, We're so blessed. How about you? Are you using your gift to complete your assignment? Zechariah chapter 4, Zerubbabel looked at the overwhelming odds of rebuilding the temple, rebuilding the city of Jerusalem, rebuilding the wall. And he's just like, it's just too much. It's just too much rubble. And sometimes we feel that way about our lives. It's It's just too much, too much rubble, too much dysfunction, too much discouragement, too much negativity going on in and around my life are you with me there and we just but Zechariah came and said no I've got a different message from you oh you uh filled with doubt it's not by might nor by power but by my spirit Zechariah 4 verse 6 you're right you don't have the strength Zerubbabel you don't have the strength but I do and it's my plan and it's my will so get to work son okay complete your assignments. It's easy to start something, a lot harder to complete it, all right? You need to start the new year with whatever kind of thing you want to change or whatever. We've got, to be, have, we've got to be completers, not starters. Well, starters, too, okay? But completers. i got all kinds of things I'm fired up about. One of the things that I need to go, you know, I was working out the why the other day. And uh, um, Kenny came along, Kenny Tubwell. And he's like, hey, Joel, what's going on? I'm like, you know what? I don't really like you being here next to me because your biceps are so massive. I can't even get my quad into one of those things or more like two quads into that one little bicep of yours. You know, you got this really sweet tattoo on there. It's all stretched out, you know. Like, just go away. I'm like, how'd you get that thing? He's like, pull-ups. I'm like, I hate pull-ups, because you're weak. <laughs> and I'm like, he's like, do pull-ups. I'm like, I don't like pull-ups. I got long arms. <laughs> <laughs> weak back. Big belly. <laughs> he's like, just do them. Start. I'm like, OK. Every time I come to the Y, I'm going to work on my pull-ups. And I'm like, oh, by the way, how's it going spiritually? Get away from me. (laughs) I'm like, how are you doing on going retreats? I haven't done any retreats. I'm like, I do pull-ups. You do spiritual retreats. We're going to grow stronger together. (laughs) Amen? Kind of forgot. Completing our assignments. I don't know. Just... I don't know where that... Okay, so Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. That's right. It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Last, secondly, whoa, secondly, um, we're going to be filled with Christ's love. The next two will go quicker. We've got to be filled with Christ's love. Be, you guys get the point? You've got to be strengthened with the spirit working in you. Amen? Filled with Christ's love. This incredible... Uh, verse about that Christ made, verse 17, dwell in your heart through faith and you being rooted, grounded in love may comprehend with all the saints the breadth, the length, the height, the depth and to know the love of Christ surpasses knowledge that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. Filled with Christ's love. You know, when we're not getting filled with Christ's love, we're left desiring what love the world has to offer us. All desire for the world comes from not just your worldly, it comes from you don't know what it feels like to be filled with the love of Christ. But once you know that feeling, you're just like, I don't need riches, I don't need fame, I don't need success, I don't need, I don't need lust, I don't need stuff from the world, because it pales in comparison to the depth, the height, the breadth, and the richness of the fullness of the love of Christ. If you're just looking for love from the world, let me tell you what your next 10 years is going to look like. I'll just, just put it down on paper right now. If you're looking for love from the world, here's what it's going to look like disappointed, discontent, frustrated, unhappy, and never enough. Well, I just I hope I get married in the next 10 years. That's my, listen, you're going to, even if that comes true and you're not filled with the love of Christ, you're going to be all those things. Well, I just want to have kids. I just want to graduate from college. I just want to get a better job. I just want to... anything that has to do with the self is going to be filled with these things. Or there's another option for you: figure out how to get filled with the love of Christ. Yeah. Figure it out. How do you do it? You got to get rooted. You got to send those roots of your soul away from every other source of love and channel them into Christ's love alone. A lot of times we want to we want to get into this. You know, fellowship love. Hey, we got to love one another. Amen? But the fellowship love ain't going to fill you. You're not designed to be filled with the love of the fellowship. You're designed to be filled with the love of Jesus in the Christ's love and to be rooted and then grounded on this solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Are you grounded in the love of Christ or are you sinking in the love of other things? together, says, all the saints together, we do need one another. we got to reflect off each other. The main thing we need one another is to communicate the love of Christ into each other because we're usually quite down on ourselves. It needs to be into The love of Christ is either, in, it's, it, hear the prayers that it's increasing. That means it's a, not a static thing. Oh, I know Jesus loves me. I knew that in second grade in kindergarten because the little flannel Sunday school thing said Jesus loves me. You know, no, if that's all you know, the love of Jesus, you don't know it. You don't know it. Uh, It's increasing. It's always dynamic. It's either increasing or decreasing. Make some decisions to know the, the, the breadth of the love of Christ. And then lastly, intimate, to know this, a knowing that surpasses knowledge. Knowing doesn't mean know about. It means intimate with. It means one with. To be, we can know all about how much Jesus loves us. All we got to do is look at a cross every week, but we're not intimate with it. We're not one with it. But when Christ, we, that love becomes uh, one with our soul, there's fruit that's born as a result of that union. John chapter 15. How do we, how do we if you need a little tip about getting filled with Christ's love, you got to take special time away with God. You got it. You can't do it in the busyness of day. You got to take one day a week. We set aside extra time. I'm getting extra time in the word of God and in prayer. And you got to schedule some spiritual retreats this year, guys. There's more and more people in our church who are catching on when you take time to carve out to get away, put the phone away, put the people away, and go tune in with Christ. There is an extra measure of fullness That comes within you. And if you haven't done that yet, you're behind the game. You are you are, you're behind the game. Because a lot of people are catching on, and you need to get with the program. Amen? Okay. Uh, Lastly, envisioning God's glory. Verse 20 says, according to his power, working within us, he is able, like we've talked about so far, points one and two, to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. That's a very rich set of words. So first of all, asking. A lot of times we, want, we ask for a little, but we don't want to ask for too much, unless we're really bold. You guys want to know what Jordan did this year for Christmas? She presented a PowerPoint presentation to mom and dad about why she needed an Apple watch. I think I, did I call it an iWatch? Is it an iWatch? It's just an Apple watch? Okay, so a PowerPoint presentation—that's pretty bold ask. And though we didn't get it for her for Christmas, I did kind of weasel in a little side, you know, work it out deal. Because how could I do? She she put that much work in her, right? Um, ask, ask. Don't be hesitant. Ask for it all. Uh, but more than we ask, what we could imagine—stuff we don't even dare to ask. We don't even dare to think about because we're afraid to be disappointed. God's like, I can do that. That's your imagination. And then more than what you can imagine or ask for. Well, how much more? Immeasurably more. Do you, do you, do you get the point? All you can ask, all you can imagine, all you can think of, more than that even, and to infinity and beyond more. That's what he's trying to communicate. That's what God is able to do. And I wonder what Paul would think if he could see how Christianity spread over 2,000 years from a lot of these words written right in that prison cell. Immeasurably. We are living proof of immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. But what about 2,000 years from now? What about 2,000 years from now? Let's do it. Even more. What's your vision for next year? 10 years, 30 years. Does your vision glorify yourself or glorify your God? If it's for your glory, it ain't going to happen. And you're not going to stay motivated for very long. But if it's for the glory of God, and that's what Paul's saying, glory be to God in the church. It's a vision of glory. See it. Believe it. Translate it into today and take one step at a time. Guys, let's be strong In the Lord let's allow our faith to be strengthened by the Holy Spirit let's decide not that we're unable but that by the Spirit's power we are able to overwhelmingly conquer the flesh we're gonna sing that song in a minute let's sing it like we mean it we are more than conquerors through him in his power we are able to share our faith with our neighbors our co-workers and not back off and not back down and be bold because of the Spirit's power, and we are able to complete our assignments and be filled with the love of Christ, envisioning God's glory, and through your life together, all of us, we will see glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen and amen. Amen?